Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Katie Michelson, equity partner and owner with Beerman Law. Katie, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Great to have you on the show. I know Beerman Law is a well-known firm in the Chicago area. Tell me a little bit about what it is that you do. So I'm a family lawyer, family law lawyer, I guess you'd say, um, handling all aspects of um, family law, anything running the gamut from divorce, and and that really can span from prior to people engaging in the process and kind of getting information to post-decree, as we call it, enforcement modification. Um, I handle matters for people who aren't married, um, so individuals who have children together. A lot of issues regarding contracts surrounding marriage, uh, from prenuptial agreements to postnuptial agreements, which are becoming more popular, and then issues that really um, are a little bit more unique. Um, a lot of uh, issues with regards to um, uh, adoption, um, especially contested adoptions, um, surrogacy. Um, uh, in vitro fertilization, um, other issues that have really come up for people in today's modern age that they're dealing with that either might need assistance in court or resolution outside of court. Got it. And uh, tell me a little bit about Beerman, the firm. Sure. So Beerman is uh, about 60 years old. Um, The firm used to be um, a multi-practice firm, but now we are exclusively family law and we are actually the largest family law firm in Illinois. We have about uh, 43 attorneys. We have everybody practicing exclusively family law. So it's very unique. Um, Most law firms that only do family law are, you know, one to two partners, um, just a few lawyers, maybe some paralegals, but we are exclusively dedicated to family law and you know the sheer volume um, of our attorneys with the amount of experience we have really gives a client a full experience. And so any type of family law issue, we've seen it. So what's nice about it is a client will come to us with any type of issue that they need to have resolved. And there will be, it, not even with the attorney that they're working with, we'll be able to solve the issue. So it's a really great perk for clients to know exists. That's fantastic. Uh, congrats on your success, by the way. That's that's really remarkable. And I suspect part of it might be because of the younger attorneys that you've brought on board and developed over time. And I'm very excited to be talking to you about this today because so many of our listeners are making their first hire or their second hire, and they hire someone who is you know lower in experience significantly, sometimes less than five years experience, or even straight out of law school. And I uh, would love to get your perspective, uh, maybe just start with what your role has been at Beerman and historically in terms of mentoring younger attorneys in the field. So I have somewhat of a unique story, um, it, which is actually not really common these days. So so being a lawyer was my second career, and I, I used to work in public relations. So I did that prior to being a lawyer for about seven years. And then when I went to law school, I started at Beerman between my second and third year of law school as a clerk. And then I never left. So I started out as a law clerk 
I grew up at the firm and I've been here as a practicing attorney for 17 years. That is very, very unique. A lot of people will have firms. They will, you know, and it's just more common for people to maybe be a couple of years at a firm, go to a different firm, and maybe even change their areas of practice. And I've stayed throughout my firm and the re- uh, throughout the years of my firm. And I think the reason why I'm bringing that up is what it has helped me do is really understand what it's like to be a younger attorney at a firm where you're, you know, there's a tremendous amount of pressure on you to show up, to do a good job. And ultimately that that kind of determines your later success. So what's been great is I've been able to translate my own personal experience to the attorneys that I mentor below me. What's also been great about it is because people know that I've been here so long and I've essentially taken on every role, you know, from law clerk to I've had the smallest office. And, you know, we, we, we joke there was an office when we were on a different floor. It was like everybody like went there when they first started. And, you know, <laughs> I've been in the smallest office. I've, you know, moved myself around. So I've been in every single position from law clerk to associate to junior partner, you know, to income partner, now to owner. And so people trust me and they say, well, she's been there. She knows what it's like. She can relate to me. Um, So what's been really, really nice is being able to translate that. And when I mentor new attorneys that come in. So I have an open door policy. I know a lot of attorneys say that, but whenever we have new hires, I really tell them that. Um, So it's not just the idea of being a new attorney. It's also understanding the culture of this specific firm. So there's just kind of a lot of layers to hiring new attorneys. So I make it really a priority for me to let the younger attorneys know they're not alone, that I've gone through this process, that I completely understand what it's like to feel pressured and have to impress, I'll say, the higher ups. Because I was on like the lower end of the spectrum and now right. I'm on the opposite. So it's just really, really, I think it, it makes people feel a lot more comfortable. And Katie, in your experience, what are some of the key lessons that need to be taught to younger attorneys? So it's a little bit hard um, for, for this to be taught to an attorney. I always find that there's, you know, I, I have kind of a concept in my mind of, you know, I always think of like the ultimate younger attorney as somebody who's. you know, makes themselves available and is enthusiastic. I always say, you know, it's hard. Some of this is innate. Some of it is teachable. So, you know, you know, when you find a great associate that you can just feel they've got that energy about them. You know, I was very lucky. The associate that I hired, you know, she, we always laugh because she was so appropriately aggressive to try to get a position working for me. And I, I always say to her that when I, when she first approached me and she followed up and she followed up and she followed up, not in an obnoxious way, but just really was very um, purposeful in how she tried to get, you know, to, to work for me and then demonstrated after she came in that she was really dedicated to the job. I call her like an old fashioned associate, like <laughs> how I was when I was associate, right? So I knew, you know, you had to impress the people that you worked for. You sometimes had late hours, but you always did so with um, you know, begrudgingly smile on your face, right? When you knew that this was kind of part of the process of growing up in a firm. So, you know, one of the things that I often look for is that, that thing, that it, you know, a factor where not necessarily you can cultivate Um, but they have to have that drive. And I've been very lucky to find it. Um, 
but I, you know, I, I haven't always seen it, but when I see it, I really kind of grab onto it because I do feel that that is something that you can't necessarily teach. It's a little bit about a drive that's in you as a young associate that you can usually spot pretty well. Yeah. You hit the, you hit the nail on the head. It's about drive. It's about attitude. What are some of the things you look for in the hiring process that tip you off that say, you know what, this person might have that drive? Um, you know, I think that um, I don't need the right answer. So I think you 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 want to have an associate who who feels confident. Um, you don't want somebody who's overconfident because you know that you're going to you as an attorney have made mistakes, and you want to have an attorney who can you know a young attorney who can own up to that. Um, the understanding, you know, by telling an attorney they will make mistakes, they uh, should expect to fail. They shouldn't consider that to be a reflection of themselves as an attorney, because if an attorney says that they never failed at what they did, we all know that they're not telling the truth. <laughs> um, so, you know, being able to identify, you know, being able to have somebody who's, who, who can recognize that they're not going to be perfect at everything. Um, people who ask for help. I always, you know, it, it, it's my responsibility as a, as a supervising attorney to have an open door policy and let the younger attorney know, not just at their review time, but throughout the year as I'm working with them where I can see improvements or where I can see things that need to be worked on. But I also want the attorney to take the ownership of that too. Ask questions. Come in my office. If you don't understand something, you know, it's okay to say I don't understand it because it's really, really important to try and get it right because clients are watching, clients are not as forgiving as maybe a superior is, and you want to make sure that they understand the scope of the project or what the client needs. Um, so really kind of not just me having an open door policy, but the, the attorney being you know confident enough to walk into my office to say, I don't understand what it is that you gave me, or I need some more help, or I, I don't think... And, and for me... Having somebody without ego that can do that is is really something that's important, and I feel um, makes you rise to the top quicker than somebody who pretends that they know everything because we know that they don't. Right, right. I love what you said there <clears throat> about that about not having an ego and being willing to ask for help and actively seeking it out, and then having an open door policy and not saying that feedback is something that should be given once a year at evaluation time. It's should be done throughout the year as as situations arise. I love all of those points, and that can all take up time. And you you know you have a thriving practice. You have a lot going on in terms of bringing in business and then taking care of clients. About how much time? Let me ask the question differently. How do you fit in the mentorship amongst all the other things that you're doing? I think it's part of my everyday practice. I mean, you're if one is a business generator and one is the head of the case, you have to have good people who work with you to also be the face of the case. So if I don't make myself available to have questions answered or to give feedback, clients aren't going to be happy. So you have to make the time to mentor. You have to make the time to review things that younger attorneys do. You know, Obviously, there's liability issues, but also there's client confidence and you know, is as you know, you know, the name of the game is referrals. It's um, obviously from an ethical standpoint, I have the obligation to represent my my client ethically and completely, and without you know w- trying to make as few mistakes as possible. 
at which mistakes are obviously they're inevitable at times. But you know, just because you know I might not be working on a case doesn't mean that it's my responsibility. So it's both from a liability standpoint, not smart to invest in the people who work for you, but also you know you have happy clients when you have you know competent attorneys working for them. And it's really important from an ongoing referral reason, you want to have attorneys who are competent, who understand the direction, and that requires you to mentor them. That requires you to be available and to um, essentially, you know, answer questions before it even even gets to a client because because you don't, you know, your client is your 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 mouthpiece. You know, a client's walking, especially what I do in family law. The the client is your is your like a walking advertisement, and so you, it's really really important for the people who work for you that might um, interact with them more frequently to have direction from you so that they're representing you and your brand the best. You know that's a great take on it. That that whole aspect of things really is absolutely critical to building a thriving business is to have a team and a strong performing team, and you don't get that overnight. You get that by mentoring people and having them grow and develop. And you just do it as part of your practice. A lot of the people listening to the podcast, they have really small firms. And so they're oftentimes challenged. And we run into this time and time again, they'll hire someone who has a lot of potential, but then sometimes they don't invest the time and effort that you do to ensure that their associate or their associates are successful. And so sometimes they'll come to me and they'll say, look, Ale, I love to work with you because I don't know what's going on. I, I bring in all these associates and you know, in like three or four months are gone or in a year they're gone. And I'm really tired of it. And I want to, I want to do something differently. So I want to take a moment um, to talk to all the attorney entrepreneurs that are, that are listening here. Many of you are trying to grow your firms. Um, and at some point, as you know, you just run out of time and it can be running out of time for mentoring, running out of time for business development. It can be really challenging to make that hire, that attorney or that paralegal, because they're really expensive and they may not work out. They may leave. The thing is, Time is your most precious resource. You've heard me say that time and time again. Um, you can't get more of it. You can't save it. And when it's gone, it's gone. So if you're not ready to hire an attorney or paralegal, consider hiring an assistant. Um, a virtual assistant can offload some of your admin time. Um, so someone who's in your time zone, so not working like overnight or something like that, but someone who's in your time zone, who's basically a member of your firm dedicated to you full-time and someone who you can get for a fraction of the cost of hiring someone on your own. Uh, this company gets staffed up. They're a sponsor of the show. I'm proud to have them as a sponsor and I refer clients to them all the time. It's founded by attorneys for attorneys. They've placed a bunch of admin assistants with firms across the country. And because they're lawyers, they know what to look for in candidates and how to make that virtual assistant experience work for you and your firm. Their founder has been a guest on the show before. He's got his own firm with 11 attorneys. And his virtual staff, of course, is provided by Get Staffed Up. So if you're interested in freeing up your time, spending more time on mentoring, some time on hiring, and maybe even taking some time off, uh, check them out at GetStaffedUp.com. Katie, it's such a big challenge to find time to mentor attorneys. What are some of the things um, Beerman has done in terms of retaining attorneys? You mentioned that associate was like an old-fashioned associate. So there's newer associates. And how have you seen things change? So um, actually, it's, it's a really timely question because as we know, it's very different working in law right now, especially with pandemic and people haven't been in the office. 
And one of the things that I think has really been a shame, no one's fault, this has just been an evolution of what's happened, is that office culture has changed and it's actually often not there. There's a there's a desire, I think, by a lot of people to work remotely. Um, it's now more possible. People feel that they can still be productive at home. But one of the things that I think is really, really, really missing from that is the collaborative aspect of being in a law firm. Um, so what we really want, especially in family law, because there, a lot of what I do is bouncing ideas off of other people. You know, family law is a really hard area of law to practice because a lot of it requires, it, it's so nuanced. It's so case specific. So you really want to be able to strategize with your, your partners, your associates about what's the best course of action for your particular client. So one of the things that we're trying to do is we're trying to incentivize people to want to come to the office because part of a really good associate experience is this camaraderie of being in a firm. Um, and so it's really hard to be a new attorney and practicing by yourself. So while I understand there's a push to, you know, whether it's just convenience or flexibility, there's, there's a push to be outside the office. We really try to incentivize people to come in. So is that, you know, one, a couple of things that we've done, like tomorrow, we're doing a, a, an attorney only happy hour and we're really encouraging people to be here. And we also want the owners to be here because if we're here, it obviously shows that we're committed. Um, over the holiday season, we did something fun. We um, uh, we created a kind of like a, not like a 12 days of Christmas, but we had it so that each day was something that if you showed up to work, there was a really nice benefit for you, be it like a massage. We had a, a whiskey tasting. We did all this different stuff where people felt like they were part of a community. Um, those experiences, they can't replace what it was like pre-pandemic. I mean, I, I tell my associates all the time, I feel sometimes bad saying this, but, you know, when we used to go to court, you know, court was, you know, the social aspect. You learned so much as an associate. You learned how to navigate a courtroom. You learned how to negotiate. You learned how to stand up before a judge. You learned the art of, um, you know, waiting your turn to, to, to make an argument. You know, Zoom has kind of re replaced all of that. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to encourage them to have that sense of community, because I think that that's been a shame of what's happened, where especially in a very, in area of law that requires a lot of collaboration, associates need to feel like they have a home. And it's very lonely and scary to be a new attorney and feel like you're kind of on an island. So, you know, things have shifted. We are, I wouldn't say we're post-pandemic, but we're definitely adjusting to what has happened and people are having to make adjustments. And, and so what we're trying to do is really incentivize them to be part of a caring firm. So, you know, our, our mantra is we're the family law firm that cares, but it's not just about caring about our clients. So we're trying to really emphasize to the associates that they are an integral part of our experience, of our client of experience. And their own experience is really, really important. So I think that, you know, balancing that, you know, idea of, of, you know, safety and flexibility with camaraderie and collaboration, you have to, it's, it's really a fine science. And I think we're really trying to work on that. It's really well said. I have several uh, law firm clients who are starting with associates right now. And that is probably their biggest challenge is the associate attorney is working from uh, working from home. 
they're also working from home. So now, you know, everyone's in a different space in a different spot and you can kind of force a lunch once a week, but it's a little awkward. The socialization is harder to do and the mentoring is harder to do. So thank you for those insights, Katie. Really, really helpful. Um, What are some of the things that you're excited about over the next 12 to 18 months at Beerman? So it's, um, you know, as I I kind of alluded to, we're not necessarily post-pandemic, but we're definitely coming back and, and, and doing things more in person. Um, so I am excited because I'm going to be um, a presenting, uh, sp- uh, presenting speaker at the Illinois State Bar Association's um, small firm conference in Springfield. And it's been virtual for the past few years. And I'm excited because I'm going to be presenting on a panel of effective branding as an attorney and like how to use social media and, and making your presence um, in a classy uh credible way. And so that's uh, one of the things that I, I'm looking forward to because I'm looking forward to actually having that personal interaction within you know, an educational setting. So that's something that's going to be fun. And that's in October. Um, and generally, you know, you know, kind of everybody getting back out there again, continuing to do my, um, you know, my branding, my client development, actually in person. And so I'm always interested in meeting people and seeing how I can help them. And um, as you know, through um, our mutual uh, business development group, that's also becoming um, a lot a lot easier to do. So there's a lot of great opportunities that are going to be happening for me there. I can just feel it. Fantastic. Katie, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. If people want to reach out to you and connect, what's the best way for them to do that? So um, I know in the show notes, there's going to be my email address. So people can reach out to me directly on my email address. I also am at the office um, now much more often. And I work in downtown Chicago. I have two offices in downtown Chicago and then one in Bannockburn, which is a suburb. Um, But they can always reach me um, at my um, office, which is 312-621-4382. And so that's an easy way to reach me as well as through my email address. Awesome. Katie, thank you so much for your insights. And everyone, that is Katie Michelson, equity partner and owner at Beerman. Katie, thank you so much. Thanks so much. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.